it was like that kind of classic experience you can hear described sometimes when people come out to their friends and their friends are like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Discovering that there's actually a word, because I'd always prior to that said that I didn't feel male or female, and now there's a word for it, and it's non-binary, and that's been amazing. It's so important to create the spaces where people feel safe being themselves and and light the fire under my ass a little bit to to kind of make those spaces happen or do whatever I can to contribute to that or that representation. What queer identity has done is it's just opened up life for so many relationships, not needing to have these prescribed societal forms. Things have this ability to be malleable. Deserts are for folks who want to know something deeper. I mean, the desert is gay as hell. This is Lift Up, a show that elevates LGBTQ plus voices in the high desert. We're happy you're here. Queerness is a way of life. It really is just like the rainbow sheen or like this like extra level of like confidence and beauty in like people who identify as queer. This episode, we have a conversation with Caitlin Myers. My name is Caitlin Myers, and I live in Moab. For work, I am the executive director of the Moab Area Community Land Trust, um, and I am 29, just turned 29 last week. I have lived in Moab for six and a half years. I moved here fresh out of college um, back in 2016. I was born in Los Alamos, New Mexico. That's where my parents met. My my dad's whole family is in Albuquerque. So in that way, New Mexico, like that desert has always felt like home for me. Um, and my parents met because they were both working at National Labs out there. Um, so I, I was born there. My brother and I were both born there. And then we moved to, um, just outside of Memphis, Tennessee when I was four and my, you know, for jobs, we moved there for one of my parents' jobs and then moved to Tampa, Florida when I was nine. Um, and the rest of my childhood grew up there, went to the University of Florida in Gainesville, Um, and then moved back to Tampa for the summer before moving out here. So a few different places. It's like, I feel like I culturally like grew up and identify with like the Southeast, but coming back to Moab feels like coming home because the New Mexican deserts and mountains have always felt like home for my soul. After I graduated, my family did kind of like the classic Utah, Arizona road trip. The first night we were here, we went to the brewery and, you know, I remember joking with my parents. They were like, you should move out to Moab. This is such a cool place. And I was like, yeah, totally. Went home, was looking for jobs in big cities and then um, happened to find a job with AmeriCorps in Moab. So it felt very much like I wasn't looking for Moab after I left, but it kind of came back to me. I moved here with an AmeriCorps Vista job with Grand County and did that for a year and then got hired on as full-time staff with the county. Um, And my, you know, professional journey has just kind of like continued naturally from there. But um, yeah, moved here for a a one-year job Kind of figured I'd be here for a couple of years, um, but certainly not as long as I have. 
didn't anticipate myself to like stick in Moab as much as has happened over the last few years. Moab is absolutely my home. Um, Moab is my home in part because my parents, none of my family lives in Florida anymore. Um, so I've, I've lost kind of a lot of ties to that. But more so, Moab is my home because it's like, it's this place where I have been able to grow into myself in a way that I've like never experienced before. Um, it is my community, like it, it is my safe space. So it's, yeah, I, I love it. I, you know, always tell people I can't imagine leaving, but I also can't imagine being here forever. So um, I think that that partially comes from moving a few times as a kid. But um, yeah, it's, it's my long term home for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I love, I love Woody's with my whole heart. And also I miss an actual like nightlife scene. Um, I feel like that's why um, my best friend and I throw so many parties at our house is because like we can curate a vibe there that you can't find at Woody's um, that's like inclusive and fun and like safe. Not to say that Woody's isn't those things, but like I just... <laughs> yeah, I miss being able to like go out even just like to a, a nice like a high-end bar like I don't know like I miss the variety of big cities yeah we love to have themed parties um so I think with that there's kind of like a a goal or like there's something for everyone to like orient around um it's not just an excuse to you know get wasted on a Saturday night it's like an opportunity to like dress in a certain way or to make a certain thing for the party um, and something that's actually been really fun and really cool is to see like especially a lot of my more like masculine or like male friends like they like wear glitter and they wear makeup and they make costumes and like that's been like so cool to see like over the years like people get more and more into like expressing themselves in that way like I know that's certainly been really fun for me and I know like and have noticed within my friend group that like people are like pushing themselves to like explore ways that they like to express themselves and like they're um once they get to know the people that are at the party they're like you know seeing all these like queer or like other types of people and so they're like oh this is a safe space for me so I'm like gonna invite these friends because I know that they're gonna have a good time too like it just I don't know it's like this weird like melting pot of like different friends circles that are around me and like seeing them all mixed together is really fun I would love to talk about my own fashion journey. Um, it has been like so fun for me and I feel like uh, as time goes on I've like just leaned more and more into it. Um, I would say like growing up and even just the way I'm dressed right now like I have never felt like f I feel like I, my fashion is kind of like two goes two ways like 
in my day-to-day like I have never I've always been like a shorts or jeans and like an oversized men's t-shirt kind of person like right now I'm wearing a baggy sweatshirt and like jeans and men's like all of this is men's clothing and that's how I've always dressed like I've never felt comfortable in like women's clothing um and so like in my professional side like I've I've figured out my identity is much more like gender fluid or like much more like masculine facing um you know I love wearing blazers and like strong like suit sets for work um but in like my personal life and my party life like I definitely like I don't know I love glitter because it's sparkly like we all love sparkly things um but I remember the first time that I wore something like crazy was Bike Party 2018. Bike Party 2018, I think, was the first time that I wore just a leotard, like nothing else. It was like 80s themed, and I felt like totally crazy for wearing it, and like had like a bunch of glitter on my face. And, like, the way that people responded of just being, like, oh, my gosh, you look amazing. Like, I I've, I went into my party feeling so self-conscious about it, but feeling like that was what I wanted to wear. And then coming out of it being, like, no, that was so fun. That's, like, that's how I want to, like, express myself. And so I feel like with that, I've just leaned more into, like, glitter and sequins and, like, honestly, like... TikTok has been like I I hate saying this but like TikTok is like so inspiring for me like one because like there's so many I I guess my algorithm is like it's filled with so many like creative people that are making costumes and like making like innovative things like I'm really inspired by like drag and like have gotten more into that over the last couple of years and like learning about that culture yeah I think also on TikTok, like, seeing people that are, like, my body shape has been really, like, inspiring to see people, like, go, like, you don't just have to wear, like, a triple XL shirt because you're trying to cover your body, like, the more that you lean into, like, being confident and, like, trying to wear new things, like, and seeing other people do that online is, like, that's been, that's been a lot of it for me, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, uh, it's just fun like I like looking sparkly and colorful and bold and it's like a way that I've like found a lot of confidence in myself I am a cisgendered uh, bisexual woman Actually, this is really interesting. I remember having a conversation with my friend uh, about a year or so ago about this. And I feel like I I started identifying as bisexual before identifying as queer. Um, And I think I I definitely identify as both. Um, And I think for me, like, I love being a woman. I love, like, women. I think that they are so cool. And also, like, I love men, but in a different way. So, like, for me, like, being bisexual, like, makes sense for me. Um, But also, like, I have been coming to learn that, like, 
queerness is like also like a it is like my identity and also like it it feels like a a holistic part of my identity it's like a a queerness is a way of life which I think is really beautiful and it's something that I'm like starting to learn and like lean into I think that I have been on this journey of like um I, I feel like for so long I've thought about you know so many boxes like there's so many different boxes there's so many different letters now and so it's like okay which one do I subscribe to um so that was definitely like something that I thought about for a lot longer as I like started to explore my identity and particularly my sexual identity but I think the more that I have leaned into like my own like general self-expression you know we've talked about fashion like I think the more that I've like taken a look in the mirror at the way that I like express myself through fashion and like I'm starting to express myself like through relationships and connections I build with people the more I like started realizing like oh actually like queerness is it's like a way of life like it's queerness is like weirdness and like individualism and like uniqueness and like all of the cool stuff about us like it just feels like this like sparkling dust over the queer community and there's no like diff like it it took me a long time to realize that like there's queerness means like everything and nothing all at once um I don't really know how else to explain it but it really is just like the rainbow sheen or like this like extra level of like confidence and beauty in like people who identify as queer I don't know if that I like that. Makes I like sense. That. It's but... the sparkles on your jacket. Yeah. It's the sparkles on your jacket. It's like not being afraid to like put on blue eyeshadow and go out to the bars if you want to. You know, it's like bold self expression in whatever way it feels good to you. come out and say that I'm a fairly baby gay um um, I think that it wasn't until um probably 2020 that I like actually had like real cognition of of like being bisexual um and I think over the last couple of years like has been like a big journey of like looking back at my life and like realizing like oh actually this is like always been in my mind I just like never identified it before um you know like I I remember in middle school um one of my best friends and I we made a list of our girl crushes um you know, like, both, like, real people in school and also, like, celebrities, like, that kind of thing, but, like, all women, and I can look back and be, like, no, that those were real crushes, like, I, I just live so much of my life being, like, oh, but it's just a girl crush, like, you know, like, having, like, having crushes on men was real, and having crushes on women was not, and I definitely, like, even coming into Moab, like, still had that mindset, like, there's one person in particular that, like, I saw for years and then finally 
and you know like did the same thing like girl crush whatever um and then in like 2019 um like had more of a, a connection with them and like was actually like confronted with it for the first time um of like oh these are real feelings like this is just a, as valid of a feeling as if I were to have it with a man um and so like I think even like processing through that took a lot longer um so yeah I'm I'm, I'm like still early in like f- like learning through like internalized homophobia like I grew up like super Christian like yeah I grew up in the church um and especially when we moved to Tampa like I started going to church and probably like middle school part of high school like I was going to church probably four or five times a week like it was my social scene like when I was in high school like I literally wore a purity ring like I I feel like I was just like totally and 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 I don't regret any of it like it it taught me in many ways like to be who I am today and also I'm definitely like over the last several years have been like unlearning a lot of that stuff like especially about like sex and sexual identity and like sexual like gender expression and sexual expression um so that's been like a whole journey of like me being in such a like christian like sex is bad gay people are bad like all all these horrible things um that are still being pushed by the church like i was definitely indoctrinated into that so i think because of that and also just like generally growing up in the southeast like i knew like a couple of like gay people growing up but like there wasn't any kind of like fluidity or like diversity in that um and so i just like i didn't have examples of what it looked like to be queer in any kind of way um so yeah i don't don't know like i i'm i'm still like actively like unlearning and learning like who i am and how i identify so yeah i think there's there's been a lot of like unlearning about you know what it what it means to like form a connection like I think I'm still actively like learning about that in my relationships with people is like each connection is a worthwhile connection on its own um whatever that looks like however intense or non-intense it is and like whether that includes sex and like what the timing is like it's always going to be different um and I think like as a woman um like you just I don't know like from such an early age like you are taught to like serve the male gaze like you are taught to like please men and so I feel like that's something too that I'm like unlearning or like transitioning towards like wanting to please the female gaze or like wanting to like please my own gaze or like I don't know like that that feels like a big thing of like trying to not I don't know like I I feel like so many of us do this, but, like, you hook up with a guy because he's giving you attention and, like, learning that, like, sometimes that's fine. Like, if that's what you want is the attention, that's fine. But, like, it shouldn't be the driver of, like, like you shouldn't be, like, hooking up with people because you're trying to make them like you, you know? I think transitioning from trying to please the male gaze versus the female gaze or like more so my own gaze I think um 
I'll mostly talk about the the last one, which is, you know, we've talked about fashion and that kind of thing. Like, I think the more that I lean into finding clothes and, like, finding, like, ways to express myself that make me feel good, um, like, when I look at myself in the mirror, like, the better that is for, like, my own self-confidence, my own body image, like, my own perception of myself. Um, yeah, I think just, like, mostly learning that, like, I... I can wear low-cut things because I feel hot in them, not because I want that guy to, like, stare at my chest. Um, I think making that transition of, like, I'm wearing this because I don't care if you look at me. Like, I only want to look at myself. Like, I already know that I look good, so, like, leave me alone. I'm too good for you. Like, that has been kind of the transition that I've made or, like, also, like, dressing for the female gaze, like, not even in a sexual way, but, like, I, f- I find myself more so, like, wanting to look really cool. Like, I want, like, the... Because, you know, I know that if I wear something totally crazy, like, a man is not going to come up to me and be like, wow, you look really crazy right now. But I know that other women will because they're going to be like, wow, like, you have the confidence, like, you look cool as hell in that outfit, and, like... You know, I think, like, the transitioning more towards that um, has been, like, kind of my journey. So the first, like, intimate experience I had with um, knowing someone who's gay was I, um, I, like, off and on dated someone in college who was my best friend, like, will forever always be, um, like, a soulmate to me, like, loved this person still love have so much love for this person forever but my senior year of college like you know like I was like thinking like marriage and kids and where are we going to move next like what's happening after graduation and was pushing that on this person kept pushing and pushing and then eventually he was like I I can't do this like I don't see you I don't see myself with you after graduation and then actually came out to me and it was like the first person that he had ever come out to and like I had been in love with this man for, like, three years. So this was, like, a... I I think this is another big piece of, like, my, like, own journey to figure this out for myself was, like, I had so much, like, confusion and hurt and, like, you know, like, journey of, like, both feeling like I love this person and I'm so proud of them and I support them for coming out to me like that was so hard um you know I can only imagine how hard that was um especially knowing that it's like destroying this beautiful relationship that we had um but also feeling like absolute devastation of like thinking that this person was gonna be in my life for like forever in in a certain way um so there was just like lots of years of processing and therapy sessions and blah 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 like we actually had um 
he reached out to me so the last time we had talked like this I think this was like a big journey for both of us um but so the last time we had talked was probably 2018 um and then he no probably 2017 somewhere in there um and then he wrote me a letter in 2020 like asking if we could have a conversation and so we wrote letters back and forth like very slowly over six months and then finally had like a three-hour phone conversation to like ask really hard questions of like just like these really confusing mixed emotions and thoughts we'd have over the last few years um about like the way he and I like kind of express these ourselves and all all this stuff about kind of what happened so we found closure and I genuinely think that like I needed that closure for myself to even like be able to really like date other people or start exploring other like dating other people but also like I needed that closure to look within myself and like start figuring out my own like sexual identity like I think those timelines like actually meet up pretty weirdly um serendipitously yeah so so that was like another big thing like that was like the first like intimate relationship I had with someone that was like anywhere on like the queer spectrum um and so like yeah he and I like are our friends again like it I don't know it's it's a slow process for sure wanted to um I was actually like I you had asked me a few times um and I said no a couple times and I think that like genuinely like I said no so many times because I felt intimidated like this is like the first time that I've like you know like I am I have like a fairly public face in this community and like I this is like the first like time that I've like really openly publicly like identified as queer um you know I don't think that it's like I think it's like kind of obvious if you know me and like know things about me um but yeah this is like the most formally I've ever come out to anyone um and I think that like for a while I felt like self-conscious about that but I think actually I, I decided to do this because I think it's important for you know not just like hearing stories of like people that have known that they were queer for like their whole lives like to also share stories of like I didn't know for a really long time like I'm still super new in this journey and like I don't know what I'm doing um but maybe that can be like an encouraging message to someone else that's like early in their journey and figuring it out I'll be honest with you, like, I feel like even three years ago, I was going to the same gay bars and saying, like, ah, not for me. Like, it, it was just, like, a fun, like, a inclusive, like, space, and I was like, I'm an ally, like, I can be here because I'm an ally. And then, like, you know, whole cans of worms were opened within me, and then I was like, oh, no, actually, like, this, the, like, that space was for, for me before, and it's for me now. Um, and I feel like in Moab actually like 
I have like such a beautiful like circle of people in this community that like I think like I have like figured out these things about my identity identity because of this community because I like have seen and like had conversations with and like have been pushed to be like vulnerable with these people and so like I think in in some ways like I am like very queer here but I think also like I definitely in when I'm in other places like I feel a little more invisible and a little more like able to like dabble if I want to and I wouldn't even say that that like relates to queerness like I just like I think that like being able to be anonymous sometimes like feels really freeing um like even navigating like in Moab between my personal and professional life like I like having that line drawn sometimes and like I'm I'm starting to become like comfortable with like those lines being blurred and like those both being like part of me as a whole person not just like a dichotomy of Caitlin So I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm I'm not that different. Actually, um, I would say like I the way that I express myself in mob. I went to a party a couple months ago in Salt Lake, um, with like I mean it was like a, a themed party. It's a leather themed party. I showed up like in suede and leather shorts and like boots and like fishnets and crazy makeup. Blah blah. And, like, I walked in, and, like, this was, like, a very, like, inclusive, like, queer party, and, like, there are people with, like, good fashion, but their leather is, like, a baseball mitt, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, like, I feel like in many ways, like, actually my, my, um, queerness is more accepted here, or, like, it's just, I don't know, like, I feel more comfortable doing that because when I show up doing the same thing that I would do here in a space, like in a big city with people I don't know. People are like, whoa, like that's intense, you know? Um, And so there's like that sticker shock that in big cities that I don't love as much, I feel embarrassed by. When that happened a couple years ago, that was devastating um I think that in in many ways too like that was still like early in me like kind of figuring stuff out in my own brain about how I felt and so that was like a very scary like reminder because I I feel like it's so rare that we see like hate crimes like that happen in mob and so that was like a really like scary reminder of like oh, we are not immune, like, I, I, for the most part, can walk around this town thinking that, like, we are, like, safe and comfortable, but also, like, this is a reality check, this happens here, too, um, and so that was, like, devastating and, like, so scary, and I know, like, so many people in the queer community, like, were terrified of that, and also, like, I, I think that it was really beautiful in the way that, like, that whole community, like, rallied together to, like, link arms become like that much stronger um to say like this is not 
we don't, you know, we're not letting this slide here. Like, we are going to fight to make sure that, like, they are remembered in the way that they deserve. That's a lasting and beautiful tribute. And, like, so, like, that's that's kind of the stuff that I, to, like, I don't know. Like, I just yeah. am a hopeless romantic. I'm an optimist. Like, that's just, like, the way that I have to look through the world. Like, there's been fires in town or, like, someone's lost their house or, like, the Pack Creek fire. Like, anytime there's, like, this, like, kind of semi-community-wide disaster, like, I I do regularly see, like, people that are spilling vitriol on Facebook, like, are, like, donating a bunch of money to support this family that normally they would not agree with. Like, I think in, in Moab, like it's harder to be anonymous and so therefore like you as a community are kind of like forced to come together and like look each other in the face and say like oh actually like you are a human being I'm a human being that could have happened to us like we're gonna come together and like support this family because they need and deserve it. I feel like I will forever miss karaoke nights at the Rio. I loved those nights and the Latin dance nights at the Rio. Um, We'll never be the same without those. Um, But yeah, I would say like my favorite experiences in Moab have been like the, the themed party, community event things. Like I love the way that this community has like pushed me and encouraged me to like be a silly wacky goofy playful inner child loving person that can just like you know you can do whatever you want and you know that 200 people are going to show up and do the same thing and you're all going to be wacky and silly together like I just in general that is my favorite thing those have always been my favorite experiences about Moab it's just like when Moab is, like, weird and free and, like, beautiful. So mostly that's, like, the, the bike parties and that kind of thing. Queer joy means to me... Uh, wearing and doing and being whatever feels good and confident and beautiful to you. Um, Queer joy means play and silliness and art and finding and making beauty, seeing beauty in the world, seeing it in other people. Queer joy means putting rainbows and glitter and sparkle all over everything and everyone in your life and like leaving a glitter trail in your wake. You've been listening to Lift Up a show that elevates community voices in the high desert. Thank you, Caitlin, for sharing your thoughts on identity and home. This episode was produced by Ginger Cyan with support from KZMU.
Lift Up is a storytelling project of KZMU featuring conversations with locals whose identities and experiences have not traditionally been prioritized on the airwaves. Lift Up intends to deepen understanding and empathy within our community and reinforce a sense of safety and belonging for all. Lift Up is made possible with the support of Moab Pride and Moab City. Thanks for listening.